Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, welcome to Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. I am Becky, and joining me for this episode is podcast contributor Lindsay. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, Becky. Um, <laughs> so this is another title that I was like, hey, somebody should read this book because it's one I love and nobody wants to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> And I'll always read whatever books you want to talk about. <laughs> I know you're so great about that. I'm always like, hey, are you interested in this? You're like, yeah, sure. I'll read it. <laughs> so on this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, we are reviewing Fake by Kylie Scott. This is a standalone Hollywood norm fake relationship romance. Was this your first Kylie Scott romance? I think so. It, I... I think I've read her before, but I can't remember. I didn't keep a good track list of books. Yeah. Um, We're all so angry at our past selves. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it is my first book by her, but I will say it's like the first one that I've actually documented reading. <laughs> she wrote, She tends to write a lot of rock star romances. Um, she has a great series that's her stage dive and then her dive bar series. That I like both of those. Um I really like her books. She's a hybrid author. So some of her books are trad pub and some of her books are indie. And one of the things I like about reading her is her voice remains the same across all oh, of them. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't change who she is. And I like that. That's rare. I like that too. I like it when authors are transparent about their branding across what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and especially like when they can create some kind of cohesion um, between the various formats that's really awesome i agree and she does it exceptionally well so um now typically would you like a hollywood romance is that a, a trope that you read or this was pushing you a little out I of your do, comfort zone i mean i do read them i don't usually love them like rock star movie star like any kind of like fame element there i they're okay um so I, it's hit or miss for me. I either really like them or really don't. Okay. Um, it really depends. Well, we'll have to see if you really liked this one or not. <laughs> um, synopsis from Goodreads, please, Lindsay. He walks the red carpet. She's more familiar with vacuuming one. When a scandal tarnishes the reputation of hot as hell A-lister Patrick Walsh, he needs a reputation rescue pronto. Enter waitress Nora Pierce, a nobody who's average with a capital A. She's available, dependable, and a sworn off men for the rest of her natural born life. In other words, the perfect match for a no strings fake romance. For the right amount of money, she can avoid waitressing and play the part of his dependable, down to earth girlfriend. What she can't avoid, damn it, is the growing seam between them. But being hounded by the paparazzi and having your life dissected on social media is a panic attack in the making. And while Patrick might be a charming rogue on screen, in real life, he's a six foot two, confusing, gorgeous, brooding grump who keeps her at a distance, but also makes her feel like this bond between them might be more than just an act. Being dumped on cue should be no big deal, except being fake with Patrick is the realest relationship Nora has ever had. What's a girl to do but flip the script and ask for a rematch made in Hollywood? So the release date was on this is May 18th of 2021. This is my top read of May last year. Um, this is a Hollywood 
fake relationship, close proximity romance. This is single point of view. It is done only from Nora's point of view. And uh, put out percentage was 63%. So, but it didn't feel like a slow burn. It didn't feel like a slow burn. And it also felt like the single point of view. That's another, like, I, I really like first person dual point of view storytelling. That's my preferred format. But this book, I don't see how it could have been written any other way because Patrick is so intense and he's so quiet and reserved that like not having his viewpoint in the story and just having to rely on like the very limited words that he shares and like really really looking at his actions like you really have a very powerful element to the story through that point of view yeah. And I, I really loved it. <laughs> now, did you listen to the audiobook of this or did you read this? I did. I did. I listened to the audiobook from Andy Arndt with Andy Arndt as narrator. Yeah. And she's so awesome. Like she's a top narrator. Top, top, top. She she is, and she was the perfect voice for Nora. I just loved her voice for Nora. The she was just perfect for that. <laughs> Um, I read this book, so I didn't audiobook this one. Um, but now that I realize that it's Andy, I feel like I need to go back <laughs> and listen to it because uh, I do like her stories. So you talked a little bit about Patrick. He was so much more than I thought he could be. And you're right. As we get to know him through, um, through Nora's eyes, we realize why she's falling in love with him. He's a sweetheart. He is. Now, there are moments <laughs> when I want to like shake him and be like, where'd you go, dude? Like he kind of abandons her a couple of times, like just leaves. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> and then you find out what he did and you're like, oh, oh, that was really sweet. Yes. He's, he... It's like he holds things so close to the vest. I don't know if it's like because of his past, because he's been burned. Um, he kind of lived up to the Hollywood playboy for a little bit. And then he makes some bad decisions, getting with his best friend's ex. Yeah. He turns out to be like not so much of an ex. And they kind of have tarnished his career with something that, yeah probably really wasn't his fault at all they kind of just used him as a scapegoat and then he feels betrayed and he I don't know it's just really sweet like when he's looking for someone who's authentic to be his fake girlfriend to help his reputation and they come back to Nora and everybody like who works for him is like what 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 do you have to gain by this like what is your angle why are you doing this and she's just like, I don't really have an angle. Like, it's an opportunity I can't say no to. <laughs> no, well, and you find out, um, and this is, I guess, a little spoilerish. So the way they meet is Patrick comes into, she's a waitress who works at this Italian restaurant. And Patrick comes between lunch and dinner when he's in town. 
He comes once, maybe every couple of weeks, maybe once every couple of months, in and out. Um, and he keeps coming back fairly regular. And he has the same order. The chef knows what to make him. And you find out that part of the reason that he kept coming back was because of Nora. Because she never pushed him. And, you know, when you say cinnamon roll hero, I think he's a cinnamon roll. Like, yes. he is... He's not even a burnt cinnamon hero. He, you know, he's not crusty on the outside. He's just really quiet and the ultimate nice, nice guy. Yeah. And I think they they don't really talk about like the paparazzi creating a reputation for him too much. But like the, definitely the paparazzi being a part of his life. It's like Hollywood gave him a reputation for who he is. So he's never done anything to try and change that perception. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like he's okay with who he is behind closed doors and he doesn't care what people think. He doesn't. And Nora herself, and you can see that this is part of why he's so attracted to her is she is so respectful of his boundaries and his privacy. She never pushes to a point that would make either one of them uncomfortable. Right. And it's very organic. Like the way they start spending time together, they have tiny conversations doing, you know, little everyday things together. And then it just kind of spirals. Like he starts to want to spend more and more time with her. They start spending more and more time together and it's just very organic progression. Um, I really love the point where things kind of come to a head and they've been progressing between the two of them. And they have a scene where he has to make a decision about whether or not the relationship is, they're being called out on their fake relationship and he has to make a decision. And I just love that scene so much. It's one of my favorite scenes between a hero and a heroine because like he, he never breaks character. Like there's never, sometimes you get these situations with heroes, especially in the um, reconciliation when there's like a conflict and then the hero and heroine are reconciling that conflict to get to the HEA, they'll do something very out of character for them. And it's like, it doesn't break the story, but it doesn't fit. And like the way he handles those moments, there's like a suspense to those scenes, a discomfort, like it definitely creates discomfort for Nora, but like the way that those scenes are written, there's such an intensity to it. And like, you just see that like, Patrick's not the kind of person to give an answer that he's not like fully behind. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. And um, okay, I do have to talk about his parents. So the announcement has hit that they're dating and she's moving in with him. His parents just hop a plane from Arizona to Los Angeles, not a long flight, but show up on his doorstep. <laughs> and Nora is dying. She's like, and they totally like, she's like, just sleep in the bed. They, you know, share the bedroom because they don't want to, um, you know, let his parents in on things too much. And, but whose parents just do that? <laughs> I, it was so awkward, but it was so funny and so dynamic. And I was like, yeah, that would happen. <laughs> it was just, I, it was cute. It was All those cute. little scenes. I, there was like cute moments in this book. And I don't know that we get a ton of those in romance. Like there are cute moments, but like 
so many of the moments between Patrick and Nora were just like heartwarming and cute, but also like that constant tinge of spicy on top. And I like his scenes with her grandmother and the man behind the tree. When he sends her flowers, oh my gosh, he's so funny in the things that he does. And like, there, she doesn't let him get away with it. Like when he'll say something or do something that she doesn't agree with, she's like, well, since you've done this and you've decided that it will be like this for me forever now, you owe me this. (laughs) (laughs) The grandmother was so funny funny and so cute and she was just she was a hoot like she breaks up the story and i just she also i think so there's this family curse surrounding nora but i don't think grandma really believes in the family curse um the the family curse is they're not destined to be in love that like nora's grandfather died when he was young her she never knew who her dad was her mom left her um and then I think maybe did her mom pass away then? I think. I think her mom passed away. Her mom yeah. passed away and grandma raised her. And grandma's sister was totally anti-men. Like men are the worst. Um, so the family curse is that they're destined to not fall in love. Like love will not be forever for them. And grandma, I don't think, really believed it because she was pushing them together at every opportunity. She was. And she really liked him like from when he comes to meet her and they like she she up until that point like Patrick is still a little bit leery of Nora not like weary in the sense that like he doesn't trust her but more in like he's still holding himself back from her and then when Gran tells him all about what Nora did like dropping out of school to take care of her and like putting her first and like the fact that she's doing like basically doing this so that she can you know afford to continue taking care of grand like it just puts things in perspective for him that like she really does have good intentions and like he knew that about her in the first place but it just like that was really a turning point for them as well it really was not just like cute scenes with grand but like a major turning point for their relationship and there's some other supporting characters in this book that are pretty dynamic you have may who is patrick's assistant really she's running the show and they um Nora believes that May does not know that their relationship is fake for the first half of the book. So there's this awkwardness where she's trying to be like, oh, yeah, we fell in love. But May does not believe it. And actually, May calls her out on her bullshit when she's still like, it's fake. And May is like, "Mm, no, it's not. No, it's not. And I loved that. She was spicy. I loved it, too. I loved it so much. Like, especially that scene where she's like, it's not it's not fake. And Nora's like, yeah, OK, whatever. And May's just like. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to go on about our business because you're being dumb like it is what it is. <laughs> you're being so dumb. Um, and then there's Angie, who is um, Patrick's PR person. And she's a little bit of a antagonist in this story because she doesn't fully trust Nora yet. Like, she's just not sure. Yeah, it, 
she's very much like she, i mean it makes sense her priority is looking out for patrick he's in a bad situation he can't have like she knows him to the point where like she knows he really can't handle you know being betrayed in the situation and she's looking out for him and it does create like a little bit of conflict between her and Nora, but they get past it and they work through it together yeah um there is like some slightly darker suspense in the book as well like with the there's um a stalker element to it it's not it doesn't overshadow the book i don't think it really it's a really small piece of the book but it does create the catalyst that forces both of them to take a look at what they're doing and where they want to go with this yeah because it it puts the stakes of what they're doing into perspective because even though it is fake at that point the consequences of it are very real you know the the fact that they have a public perception and that she's not able to stay you know her own little nobody self anymore like it, it really does put the stakes into perspective for them and they have to figure out how to navigate that I also really enjoyed Patrick's friends, the two guys, the Hollywood star, and then um, the rock star. Oh, I love the one who, um, the Hollywood star, who's always like trying to. Yeah, he's the older guy. He (laughs) was launching his own vodka line. Like it had a bit of a Ryan Reynolds feel to it a little bit. And he's like, are you sure you want to be with him? Because you can give, you know, I can give you my number and we can be together. Like he was all in for Nora and just both of his friends just needling, needling at, um, at Patrick to make him see what was in front of him. Yeah. Especially cause they know like Patrick tells them pretty quick what's going on. Yeah. Um, and they've both been with him like through the situation when he lived through it and then just I love their dynamic with Nora I love you know like well if you're not going to date her then like let me like give me her phone (laughs) it was so funny and then I I really love the rock star um I forget his name but they were like hinting breadcrumbs at his story and I just really love yeah and I'm not sure if he has a story or not I need to go look because I wanted his story also because he I both of them he was a hoot he was a hoot in that book um so kaylee scott if you're listening we kylie scott if you're listening we would really like um to know is that book out there and can we have it <laughs> if not yeah. could you write it real quick for us because we would like to read it both of them i think like all three of them <laughs> yeah um so there is a so the whole point of this story is he has to rehab his image and there comes a point where his image has been rehabbed. And that is where we're going to stop because we do not want to spoil this book. But Patrick has to make some choices. And so swoony. It is. It's so swoony. I... He's so sweet. So sweet. So swoony. Perfect cinnamon roll. Anyway. But like... He, I like that he, he's a different kind of communicating hero. Like he doesn't rush into any of his decision-making uh, like, it, you know, even when he's picked Nora as the fake person, like it, you can tell, like he's, 
he knows why he's doing this. Like there's a reason behind it. And he does things that make him feel comfortable and that he thinks are best for him. And I just think like, he's just a, a really thoughtful hero and he communicates in a very different way than we see. Like he's not aggressive. He's not overbearing. He's, you know, he's fierce when it comes to Nora, but at the same time, like he, he definitely is not overshadowing her in any way at all. No, no. And he wants to support her. He wants to know what she wants to do. And he is behind her, whatever she decides. And there's some, some business opportunities with her best friend and he doesn't try to overtake. He, you know, he just is encouraging and he doesn't be like, well, you don't have to work or I'll give you the money to do this. And instead he allows her to do it the way she wants to do it. And it was just really thoughtful and respectful. So at the end of the day, just read this book. It is that good people. It is. Um, so do you have a book you think we should review for a quick shot of romance? Send us an email to the bees at bookcaseandcoffee.com. Lindsay, thank you so much for joining me for this quick shot of romance. It was so much fun. Thanks, Becky. Um, until next time, everyone, <laughs> happy reading. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 